Welcome in to the Sports Chevrolet Podcast. That's been Swain. I'm Hayes Permar. We've got Lavelle Moden who will be joining us. We'll also talk about... He's, uh, he's parking right now. <laughs> he's currently parking. We definitely have not pre-recorded that segment. We have a great building and a terrible parking situation here at the heart of Durham, the Sports Chevrolet Studios. We'll talk about Larry Fedora as Chuck Amato. But right now, let's talk about eight big headlines out of North Carolina sports this week. Uh, headline number one, the Panthers defeated the Lions. The Carolina Panthers, that's their second straight impressive win. I know you're thinking, you know, the Lions, is that really an impressive win? But yes. No, they were 3-1. These days. I know, but even still, it's the Lions, Science, right? Yeah. But yes, it was an impressive win, I'm here to tell you. Um, Cam Newton is back at his second straight near-perfect game. Tossed three TDs, completed nearly 80% of his passes in the win of the Lions. Ben, are the Panthers good enough? to suffer through a soul-crushing defeat in the Super Bowl again this season. Absolutely. I think they're definitely on track to uh, lay another egg in the Super Bowl. But, but no, seriously, like, Cam was old Cam, right? He was old Cam. Um, once he got rid of Dannon as a sponsor, he really flourished as a quarterback again. He looks healthy. He's throwing the ball around. Looks good. Um, and even running a little bit. A little bit. Not much. He <clears throat> Not run, much. He ran yeah. for no yards. Actually, he ran for zero yards in Detroit. But he. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, he, he ran some. I, I don't know. Total of zero yards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Losses, whatever. But like you said, 80% of his passes were completed. 80% of his comments in the post game press conference were not sexist. So uh, he, he's on point. Cam is back. Well done. And the Panthers are on track to lose to the Patriots in the Super Bowl in a rematch. I mean, obviously, if we meet them in the Super Bowl, we're going to lose, right? There's no way we would beat the Patriots in the regular season and then again in the Super Bowl. And also, we're not very good at beating, you know, 40-year-old quarterbacks <laughs> in Super Bowl. So, uh, Panthers, mark it down right here. Super Bowl losers. We touched on it a little bit. Yeah. We're going to go here for headline number two, midweek headlines. Cam, again, comments that he made. Controversial. You know, I'll say that I found them to be sexist, but I understand that some people did not. Sure. Um, let's talk about his apology. Yep. Best apology ever, and was it worth what he said to come out with that apology? Um, <laughs> setting up the, 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 the gap so he could have a sick apology. Yeah, um, yeah I thought he did a good job. With people, and, and dumping a lame sponsor in the process. Absolutely. Well, have, you, have you heard that, that was, it might have been kind of a Mike Pence-esque move by Dannon, like claiming they were dumping him for that when really they may have been about to shift away from him anyway? Yeah, Dak Prescott lined up like two months ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, quit grandstanding, Dannon. Not, we're not supporting Cam's comments. But like, Although, did Trump claim credit for, I told <laughs> Dannon. No, no, because Cam, as of yet... Hasn't kneeled during the anthem, so, so Trump has not had to pull his sponsors yet. <laughs> um, but no, uh, Cam clearly doesn't need Dannon. Cam clearly does need to continue to watch what he says. Th there was some speculation as to about how Cam might have even been feeling in that press conference. Um, you know, he did and, seem a little off. You know, and I, you know, no one wants to speculate about lots of different things. Medical treatment, hits to the head, all those kinds of things. But we, sometimes we do forget those – well, now I'm, now I'm going down the road of apologizing for Cam. Yeah. His, his comments were bad, and he shouldn't have said them. I'll say um, one thing that I did not like about his apology – when when he said sorry to the moms, right, and then smiled and said it's super moms, <laughs> uh, my wife her face lit up and I did not appreciate. I, like I felt like he was crossing the line there. <laughs> I felt like he was talking talking directly to yeah talking directly to my wife. He was talking yeah. to Tennessee mom there, Tennessee super mom, <laughs> or maybe excluding <laughs> her. Maybe it was excluding yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cole something or other. Cole yeah. Weber, he needs to jump back on his own prediction. <laughs> yeah. He looks silly jumping off his own prediction right. after the South Carolina game. No, he needs to own it. Because the Wolfpack backed up their road win over Florida State with a win at home Thursday night against Louisville. Uh, they have road games coming up against Pitt and Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And then back home against Clemson. Obviously yep. a tough game, but it's under full moon now. State fans are super confident about it right now. And then at Boston College... You know, we've seen what that would be. And they finished with in-state rivals, uh, UNC and Wake Forest. Probably not that old. The other way around. My question to you, and the question on every Wolfpack fan's mind right now, 
Where exactly are the wheels going to uh, fall off? This week in Pittsburgh, or are we going to push it down the can, kick the can down the road a little bit, push the can, I'm just but, mixing all the stuff. The ceiling, fully, ceiling is the roof. Full cam on this. Are they going to wait and totally, you know, crap the bed against Wake Forest or UNC at the end of the season? Yeah, there's there's no way they lose to Pitt. I, I think the the no obvious way. the obvious NC State no answer, way. no way, wow. no way. The obvious NC State answer is that they'll beat Pitt, they'll beat Notre Dame, they'll beat Clemson. Then they're going to go into Winston-Salem right, in front of the angriest crowd in human history because State will get all this attention, right? And it's also the worst possible scenario for State because what's their battle cry all along? Is, oh, yeah, you want a coastal division. Let's see you do it in the Atlantic. Right, right, right. So if they lose to Wake, to that one would be Atlantic. Yeah, if they wouldn't lose to Wake. I'm not looking past at Boston College, man. I'm I, definitely looking past Boston College. This guy... This guy is taking road wins at Pitt and Boston College. <laughs> Do you remember the, the games against Maryland back in the day where State would have like great seasons lined up and it would be Maryland? That's true. That's true. I'm telling you, watch out for Boston, watch out for Boston College. I, I'm more scared about Boston College than I am about Pitt right Although, uh, uh, our one of our Twitter buddies this week brought up the perfect NC State scenario, which is that they beat Clemson, right? They beat Clemson, right, right, right. but then but – the, no, I'm sorry. They beat Notre Dame, lose to Clemson. Uh no, what was it? It was somehow. Here's what it was. It was that they beat Clemson and then lose to Wake, and then because of that, State wins the division, sure. but Clemson goes to the playoff because <laughs> they're they're eleven and one. Yeah, <laughs> so, so State wins the division, goes to the AC championship game, but then they get they, yeah. then they get left out of the playoff. Or even wins, but just get left out. From yeah, the game, Clemson. <laughs> right. Because really, who wants to watch NC State? So that might have been the most. That might be the most NC State scenarios that they win the division. Go to the ACC championship game, but then Clemson still gets the spot in the college football playoff. Um, somewhere along the line, you know, a phone call to Swafford has to be in there. Like, oh. hey, we could take, we're only going to take one of these guys. You want to send your champion or uh, Clemson? Like, Clemson. Clemson. <laughs> uh, um, uh, all right, moving on. There are other football teams in North Carolina. Are there? Other than, other than NC State and Wake Forest. Uh, let's talk about a big occurrence that happened in Chapel Hill this week. Yep. A big change. A big mix-up to, to the situation there in Chapel Hill. Yep. Larry Fedora shaved his beard. Wow. Shocking. Shaved his beard at, at one and four. Now, now, I'm sorry, one and five now, yep. right? Duke is four and two. Two, two straight losses. Yeah. Does David Cutcliffe need to follow Fedora's lead and take out his hair plugs? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say grow a beard. I don't think he can grow a beard. You get beard plugs. You can't. You can't grow hair here. Oh, you can grow hair well, here. Done, what we should have done, you know, I don't know if you know this, but they're only somewhere between eight and fifteen miles apart, and they both have great hospitals. Somehow we should have had a hair transplant. Would they take the beard? The beard from Fedora and put it on Cutcliffe's head. And then, uh, then, then what? We, I mean, Fedora just shaved that off and just like yeah. pushed it down the, the drain. He went yeah. out, Cutcliffe's over here, you know. Having major, major surgery to try and, <laughs> try and keep things tight. Yeah, we're we're, we're cool, man. We're talking. Those guys are having tough weeks. Um, hats off to both those guys. Decent coaches and uh, you know trying to tighten up their look. That's all. Yep, doing. that's all. Uh, Title five. The Carolina Hurricanes are off to an eighty-two and zero start. They won with a shootout win over the Minnesota Wild after a great season opening tailgate by Section three twenty-eight. My question to you. What will Section 328 bitch about this year incessantly if the tailgate was great? And I guess if they gave up four goals, the goaltending wasn't that great, but we're assuming it's going to be better. Assuming the goaltending is better and the team is good, what will six, Section 328 have to bitch about this season about the Hurricanes? Goaltending was better. They won in a shootout, which they've never done ever. Uh you know they, they did give up. They did give up uh, three goals, okay. right? They gave up three goals. Uh, one goalie could have done nothing about the last one. Probably goalie interference. So I'm gonna yeah, go. Yeah, that's true. That last one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that as being the complaint is gonna be the officiating because yeah. you know once. Ah yes. Once, once you once have you're a good team, yeah. You stop complaining about yep. that much and you just solely it just go straight go straight to the referees. Maybe yep. some coaching. That, you know, now if you if your team has proven itself talented, you can start putting some blame on coaching decisions. There is a legitimate gripe with head coach Bill Peters. What's that? Who is a sponsor of like a water company, right? Like he's right. a spokesperson for that. Uh, two Hurricanes players, including the goalie, had to go immediately to IV after the game because of cramps. <laughs> so you got the, you got a head coach that's got a water deal, and the team is cramping up. 
good. Maybe Bill Peters is going to cost the team the playoffs because of hydration. And how confident were you that the Hurricanes were going to win that playoff when you saw Eric Stahl charging for the final shot? <laughs> we have seen Eric Stahl and we've seen Eric Stahl in shootouts plenty of times, and he was no way he was going to make that. <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, let's go across. I forty from PNC Arena That's all right. the all the way over to Wake Med Soccer Park. Well, technically, I think you go from Raleigh to Cary in that move. Yeah, it's like what three miles away, yeah, and it's you go from Raleigh to Cary. The North Carolina Courage defeated Chicago one to nothing. They got to a shout out from Men and Blazers too. They did. Best team name in sports. Best name in team sports. Best name in team sports. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to win the NWSL, or I'm sorry, they're in the NWSL championship game last year as the West New York Flash. They won the league and then moved here. Is there any concern if they win again? Or are they going to move somewhere else next year? Keep uh, keep the keep the streak alive. It's like it's like uh, the Wolfpack now with the Tuffy helmets. Like if it works, you got to keep doing it. Yeah. Like if, if moving a new city wins a championship every year, I think you got to move. So where do they move? Um, well, they could just—they're in Cary now, yeah. so we just moved to Raleigh. Okay. And it's still caught, but yeah, technically we can convince the girls that it's a move. Um, shout out to the girl who scored the goal in that game. That maybe I'll edit in later. I believe the proper term is female. <laughs> female. You gotta... Man, I use to, come on. I call dudes dudes. Guys, do I have to call? I can't. I can't say. Look, girls. Cam says female. We gotta say female. Okay, my bad. My bad. Shout out to the female who scored a goal in that game, whose name I can't remember right now, but she follows us on Twitter now because we follow her. <laughs> Hopefully she'll follow us. Right? But seriously, real quick message to guys out there. Don't use female. Like, that's the most derogatory way that you could say that, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny to hear female. Yeah. Uh, that would have been worse if you had said girl. I think, girl I think, I think, just about. female. It's got that... It sounds like you're trying to say the right term, but yeah. you're only doing it because you're supposed right. to say it. Like, right, right, right. Whatever you are, female. Female, Sometimes yeah, exactly. And, and I know we have jump back topics now, but I meant to say this at the time. Um, interesting turn of events for Jordan Rodriguez. You know, yeah. Like, I, I, everybody's accountable for whatever they put up on their own Twitter feeds, That's but she clearly... It has been portrayed as if she was looking for attention in this when I don't believe that was the case at all. No, she asked a question. She asked a question and it took other people first putting it out before right. she even spoke about it. Um, and now it looks like, I mean, she, she tweeted a couple of, you know, perfunctory things right. the next day or two, injury stuff. And they got some terrible responses on, you know, on Twitter, just people that don't want to let it go. And now we see she may not be on the Panthers' beat. We don't know that officially. Yeah, there was a report that came out on Sunday that she wasn't at the game and might not return to the to the Panthers' beat. And yeah. you know, again, it was it was harmless what she did in asking the question. It was a good good question to ask at the time. You know, trying to get a quote on Funches, who's been outstanding. Um, you know, people on on Twitter after the the backlash obviously searched and they found some you know, racially insensitive remarks on Twitter and even worse found that she might be a Saints fan. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just don't ever tweet anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, a good, it's a good idea never to tweet. Much like we, we uh, will joke with Coach Moden about what were the shockwaves uh, felt around college basketball when, when that story hit. Uh, you know, anytime the old tweets are being mined, um, you know, part of my thought is like, why would anybody ever, you know, mind my old tweets, right? But you, you never expect it until it's time for it <laughs> right, to happen. Right. Then it's happening and you're like, oh, that's why they would do that. What's, off the top of your head, what's the worst tweet you have in the bag somewhere? Oh, man. Um, like some people just don't like if you use F-bombs. I mean, I, right. I, I have used them on occasion, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't know James Crow or anything. I, I don't remember the joke. I'd have to go back and find it, but I did make a joke about uh, Brian Kelly being responsible for the death of the, oh, the manager that he made get up on the... Yeah. Um, yeah. I think my worst one, may, I probably have something that's actually worse, <laughs> but I think the one that would come back and like get, get me the most buried because of like who it is. I think Taylor Swift had a concert in Charlotte maybe the night that there was also opening rounds of the NCAA tournament being played in Charlotte, and I said something like, 
Taylor Swift really put the cunt in country with that, <laughs> with that scheduling. And uh, I feel like that one would make some people mad if I were. I think people would like that now. I guess, maybe, yeah. maybe. But, um, but, you know, the, the, the C word, people don't like that much. <laughs> yeah. But it's right there. It's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, you take the L out and it's there. It was, you know, it was, it was, I thought it was a pretty good joke. Speaking of things that people should never tweet or say, uh, our buddy Josh Goodson, yep. <laughs> who should just never tweet, should never tweet at all or yep. say anything at all, uh, we just found out that his that his wife is expecting. Congratulations to Josh Goodson. Now we're trying to have concurrently. A, we're trying to have a sports tie into that. Yeah. Our man Malik Monk, get your Uptown Monk T-shirts at Store Channel Eight. Um, you can get it from the website. Uh, Nick Patoon has been reported of an injury. There was thoughts he might be out for the season. Now he may not be having surgery. He may only be out six to eight weeks. But we don't care about Patoon. We want more floor time for Malik Monk because we have a deal in place with Josh Goodson that he does not know about yet. That if Malik Monk averages over 15 points a game this season, he has to name his son or his child. I don't know if we know if it's a boy or girl. It's either way, it works. Yeah, either way. He has to name his child Malik. We'll work on the middle name. We may even let him choose the middle name. But. If Monk goes for over 15 a game this year, Malik Goodson. It's going to be Malik Goodson, which kind of falls off the tongue. Does, really does. Malik Goodson. I like it a lot. Um, And final topic topic number eight Dean Smith retired 20 years ago this week. It was really yesterday. Everybody had those things. Where were you? Yeah. That is media, ready to go with your archives. Where were you? When Dean Smith retired, what do you remember? You know the the one location that no one has said I was here when Dean Smith retired. They were not in FM class. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going. They were not in FM class the day I he retired. No one said that. And somebody should say that just for like plausible deniability. But no, I, I was uh, I was back in what middle school, I guess. What? Uh, 20 years ago? Yeah, I do a bit. No, 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 no. Good Lord. I was in college, and you're older than I am. <laughs> yeah, but I was, I was dating. <laughs> I can't say that. I was dating. No, no, please do say that. Uh, no, no, no. I was in school. Yeah. I was in school. Um, yeah, I remember it differently then. I remember it differently then. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was in school. I remember two things. I remember people that I was in class with crying yeah. that day, like, coming in crying. And I remember watching on the news people, uh, like footage from Franklin Street, where people might not even have been from Chapel Hill. They just drove to Chapel Hill to be there. Yeah. And they were just kind of walking around. It's not like you were going to party. Yeah, right? they were just it walking felt, around. It felt like you went there to meet your other basketball right. It's like you have done it other times when big basketball events happen. But it wasn't like. And they were just kind of like things. just walking around. I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know what to do. And our buddy Max Gongaware says that he's been that way since Miami Subs closed on Franklin Street. Great call. Even though I didn't really like Miami Subs, but it, it was sort of like a cornerstone right there on Franklin Street. What? Uh, any guess what it'll be like when when Coach K retires? Uh, I'm sure that there'll be. Well, like, do students kind of like sort of carry benches and like just sort of line up next yeah, and, to each other and, and sit on them? And yeah, just sit and not burn them. No, I, I, I predict the uh, the candlelight vigil at Shashevskyville. That's my that's my prediction. It'd be a very Duke thing to do. Uh, shout out to great coach Dean Smith, and we will see what it's like when uh, when Roy Williams and Mike Krzyzewski. And speaking of great coaches, we've got one joining us shortly, as soon as he parks. LaBelle Moten from North Carolina Central will be our guest here on the Sports Show Podcast. I told her I'd never fall in love, but now I know better. I can't describe this feeling that came when I saw her last night. We have a very special guest. As you know, our studio here at Sports Channel 8, just opened it up, is in Durham. So we wanted to go to a Durham guy. Guy lives in Durham, also kind of a Raleigh guy. We'll talk about that yeah. some. He is Lavelle Mudd. He's a graduate of Raleigh Enlow High School. Yep. He played and graduated from North Carolina Central University, and he is now the head coach. North Carolina Central University has taken them to the NCAA tournament, and he's a shining star in the coaching ranks, and he's just an overall good dude. Coach, how you doing, first of all? My man, Hayes. Thank you for having <laughs> me, you. Brian. And, um, yeah, apologies for not having any central gear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm about to just We got go a lot of stuff in here, but... Um, I'm about to do see, my all these, other, all these other schools, they sent us stuff for free. Yeah, that's right. Central yeah. has not done that yet. I'm about so. to do my Rashid Wallace imitation, just, <laughs> just rip everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first 
first question coming out of the gate. You are a D1 basketball coach. Yep. I got to know, as a Division I basketball coach, how much of your time in the day is devoted to taking bribes from shoe companies? Oh, man. Uh, me, personally, I'm under contract with Nike, so I, I, I go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what's, I mean, that's a contract, though. That's yeah, a problem. Look, look the, the, the amount of time they're giving out right now, 80 years, I don't know what's a bribe and what's a contract anymore. I, I don't even tell my kids if you do good. You get a special treat at home, so this this has me so so jacked up. Any quid pro quo? Yeah. When it comes to basketball, but jokes aside, what? um, How crazy was this? How much has it turned from a media world? We say the basketball world has been turned upside down. Yeah. College basketball has changed forever. Is that the same conversation going on inside the circus? Not not at all. You know, it's only three hundred and fifty of us in the world, and uh, needless to say, that's a novelty. So you know, it's 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 always been um, dirty. Right. Um, unfortunately, a couple of bad apples um, are spoiling a bunch right now. And, um, you know, it's, it's always been exposed. If, if, even if you go back to, the, you know, the NYU thing um, back in the day with the yep. point shaving and so on and so forth. And now, you know, Sonny Vaccaro comes in and he does a tremendous job of, you know, bringing more revenue into uh, college basketball. And it's, it's created a snowball effect, man. And, you know, cheating has always been prevalent. Um, I think Blue Chips documented that. You know, so I don't know why we're shocked now. Like, Blue Chips was the perfect documentation from that. And you hear the stories and, you know, you hear the legends um, and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, it's, it's, it's really turned the world upside down in a sense. Um, and we're not shocked as coaches. It's just you guys are shocked about it because now – uh, you're getting some inside assets, and and you knew it was there, but it's always a little different um, when it's investigated. And you know, being as though this was an FBI situation, if you think about it, the majority of the time the NCAA has been investigated. It's been investigated by the NCAA. Right. You know, now the FBI comes in. That's that's a different ball game right there, man. So, you know, it's unfortunate, um, but you know, we need to clean our game up. Why do you think coaches can't cheat better? I mean, you got. Patino making calls directly to Adidas himself. Like, how, how does he not have a guy that does that for him to, to at least give a little separation so that somebody else is doing jail time? Although Patino does have the back tattoo. So, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's that high major thing, man. Um, you know, I, I haven't been privy. <laughs> <laughs> to have to make those calls. Like, my calls to Nike is definitely not that. It's like, hey, did y'all get my order when y'all shipping my order here? You know, so that, that's my calls to Nike. And, um, you know, but that, that high major thing, you know, w- once it becomes dirty, um, I think it, it, it becomes a snowball effect because, let's, let's be honest, our lives are predicated on the productivity of 18 to 22-year-old kids. And... Mm-hmm. If you want one um, on that level and everyone in your conference is doing something illegal, then there's a lot of peer pressure mm-hmm. for you to have to do something, yep. you know, because the fan base is saying, hey, why ain't we getting this recruit and why ain't he coming here and blah, 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 and we've built this practice facility and so on and so forth and why ain't you – and then the pressure, I'm just thinking, the pressure just collapses on, on those coaches and, you know, for whatever reason they decide to – take a walk on the wild side and you know that's not to say that's everybody but you know I think college basketball is really being exposed right now and you know traditionally you know you've always heard about the fall guys always been some kind of assistant coach or you know some operations guy whatever it's going to be um but you know it's, it's, it's really tough right now it's a really difficult stand and I, I've I told someone in 1991 you know I, I've, I've seen it firsthand um because I've seen the great lengths that these schools are willing to go through to get these players. You know, 19, my, my first cousin is Donald Williams. In 1991, he was the number one shooting guard in the nation. Um, so I remember schools calling his phone, you know, just going crazy. Like, and, and my aunt and uncle, they weren't having any of that. And obviously, he chose North Carolina. Then the following year, I'm on the team with the number one player in the nation in AAU with Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> um, you know, and, and and years later, I end up coaching John Wall. Like that was a, that was an eye opener for me. You know, just having that kid mm-hmm. at a young age and people calling me, um, 
asking me to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, no, man. Like, I was offered jobs. I was offered NBA jobs off of that kid. You know what I'm saying? So it's a dirty basketball game. And I was like, no, ain't no way in the world. When I ascend to another level, it's going to be because of me, not because I've sold my soul. So unfortunately, you know, everyone don't think like that. And, you know, they're, they're willing to pay that price. But there's ramifications that come with it. All right, I want to lighten it up a little bit. Mm. You mentioned Stackhouse. Mm. Give me a good Stackhouse fighting story. Oh man, <laughs> that's a, hands back in look, man, days. that boy, that's my man right there. I love him <laughs> to death, man. That's Kinston all day. That's that's one of my best friends on earth. Give me earth. a good Stackhouse fight story. Wow. Well, let me start by saying he's a changed man now. Uh, he's oh, he's yeah. a yeah. Everybody is. And a really he's, good coach. He was incredible, co coach incredible coach. And he's a, he's a former player. He's, he's a, a he's a shining star. And I always say this. You know, you see all these NBA games, and um, you know, there's always a moment in the game where someone is acting like they want to fight, and they, <laughs> you know, all barking wolf and right. crying wolf <laughs> and all that, and it's a bunch of people coming between. And look, man, I always say it's. It's a couple of NBA players that I know will fight for sure. Jerry Stackhouse being the first one. <laughs> Who's um, the Steven Jackson. That's my man. Sure, Shout out sure, to Stat sure. Jack. Um, ben Wallace um, and, and Charles Oakley. Uh, sure. Those are the four. Shoot, he doesn't need to be in the game to fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> those are the four guys that I know personally <laughs> that I know if you're – if your mouth is a little too slick, they're going to fix it. You know, like, and if you do anything to them, they're going to fix it. I would say with Jerry, man. Um, Anyone from the AAU days? Did you ever get out of fight in the, in the, on the court? High school? Uh, nah, because he was, the thing about Jerry, he was the same size when he was 16 that he is right now. Uh, <laughs> like, so he ain't gained a pound. He ain't lost a pound. Like, that's the you. same dude. Got so you. we was like 120, and he's 215. So nobody messed nobody with him. Then. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, we, we had some instances, um, you know, late night in, in, in Chapel Hill uh, where we were playing uh, pickup basketball. And as you know, this was way before cameras and everything. But, sure. you know, that was a time. We were on the floor and we were playing. Um, I never forget. I think it was myself, him, and Ed Cote on the same team, and we were playing against another team, like Antoine Vince or whatever. And I think they had a foot. I'm sure they had a football player on their team, and the football player was Stephon McQueen um, from from Raleigh. <laughs> right. And like we hit two buckets, and Jerry says, "That's five. And me and Ed just looking like, all right, it's five, you know. <laughs> and nobody says anything. And we go on to win the game. And when we, we go get a drink of water after the game, and when we come back, Stefan is saying, um, he's like, man, y'all know y'all cheated. Y'all know y'all cheated. And he's saying it under his, under his breath. And mind you, the, the gym is filled with Carolina football players. Like, right. it's 12 o'clock at night. They just in there watching or supporting Steph and see what's going on. Julius right. Pepper is one of those guys. Right. And – Stack just look at Steph and say, what? What you say? What you? And I'm pulling Jerry off because I done roll with Jerry. I'm like, look, man, you a bad man. We can't beat 95 football dudes. Right, right, you know right. what I'm saying? So eventually, like, tempers calmed down or that's whatever. Like but that's that's what, that was yeah, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back today, you probably could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it was it – was, you know, it was crazy, man. And I always say he's an incredible guy. Um, but he just demands respect everywhere nah. that, that you go, and I love him to death. Man. Nah, he, does, he does seem like a guy who um, he doesn't take that with him in all parts of his life. Nah. Just when it needs to go there, yeah. he's ready to go there. Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite things about him is that when he would sing the national anthem. Yeah, Man, look, like, he, this, cool this dude's son. Have you ever seen? No. Oh, Stackhouse no. would sing the national anthem look. like at a game, at an NBA game. Yeah, he's did, a, did he ever do it in uniform? Yeah, yeah, he did. man, he did it I mean, a couple cool of times. Jerry, Jerry made an album. Like, being around Jerry... Like, we, we spent probably from the age of 14 to his rookie year in Philly, in Philly. We spent every summer together. Like, same apartment, same house, same hotel, whatever it is. This dude just wakes up singing. Like, he's, <laughs> like, round the house. He's Luther Vandross, for real. You know, he has a he has a, a pretty good voice, too. So he ended up making an album, man. And, you know, more power to him that he went and uh, – 
did the national anthem, man. He, he's an incredible it's guy. Like, it's like staying with this guy, except until you got to the point where he had a good voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just sing. He's a guy. He's a guy that sings all the time that can sing. You know? Um. All right. Who bangs harder? This made me think of that. City of Garner or City of Kinston? Like if dudes from Garner, dudes from Kinston would just stand a fight. Just generally, they all looked about the same size. Who would you be betting on, Garner? I, or I bet on Kinston. Them, them country boys. <laughs> but you didn't, Garner's nothing to laugh at, though. Garner's nothing to laugh at. Garner's <laughs> nothing to laugh at. You know, it's, it's, I'm, I just got my money on Jerry. If he's, if, wherever city he's from, you know, I done seen him throw hands enough in my life that I'm, I'm betting on him. <laughs> um, our man Josh Goodson, one mm-hmm. of the guys that works for Sports Channel like, just found out mm-hmm. that his wife is pregnant. He's going to be a father. Wow. You are a father of two children, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Um, if you got more than that, it's only two. That Boy, you it's, it's not me. It's uh, not me. Nah, if it's more than that. And then, uh, uh, but um, what? What advice? What's the best and worst part of being a parent? You know, the best part is is you love something, and someone. Um, you you discover the true meaning of love, um, because every decision that you make. It's definitely not about you. And I just think that's the beautiful thing about life. And, you know, the, the other beautiful thing with, with my kids is that you start to see um, portions of you instilled in them. In their mannerisms, their body, just the way they act, the way they chew their food, the way they shoot their basketball. Like, it's it's, it's really a weird thing um, to, to see that. And my, my wife says, my daughter acts just like you all the time. And I, I look at her, and she does. Like, she does this thing with her eyebrow when she gets upset, and I do the same thing, like, when I'm coaching. And, and my wife took two pitches and put them side by side. <laughs> and the worst thing about it is you never figure it out. You know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a never-ending job. There's always something to do every single day. You can't go to school for it. It's not a mastery class out there for it. Parenting is one of the most difficult things because times are – you know, forever changing. And, you know, you just have to be open in discussion and communication and talk to your kids and have a great relationship with them. Hearing you talk about seeing yourself and your kids completely talked me out of being excited for Goodson and having kids. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've got got two boys of my own. And and, uh, and they they play hockey. I never played hockey. But um, my, my question for you is how can I get shoe company bribes in youth hockey because I would <laughs> like to get some of that that's money. some Nike skates or something yeah. <laughs> some, some, some Under Armour skates you know that that'll be man I went to I went, I've been to a couple of hockey games in my life um, and obviously they were both from the Hurricanes and I was a Bruins fan coming from Boston but Come on, man! You one of those transplants? Yeah, I what was. I, I, I was. I, but you can't let me be a Hurricanes. Yeah, I, I am. I am a okay. shout out to the Hurricanes. I'm a Hurricanes fan. Have you done the siren yet? I did. I did. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I did that. The siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That locks you in right yeah, there. It's official. That's confirmation. Not everyone gets asked to do the siren. <laughs> yeah, not everyone. Even though they're available and would be willing to do it. Big <laughs> Hurricanes fans. Anyway. Yeah, but that's. I don't, I don't know the grassroots level of hockey. You know, do they have one? You have to get to Canada. There's, I'll be okay, there's some right. Yeah, I, I know. I there's know. some cheating going on in youth hockey. Well, if there's any people who are involved in the basketball bribery that want to get out because of the attention and want to get into youth hockey, they can hit they me can up. They can hit you and, up. Yeah, yeah, I'd be good with that. Um, all right. You're being chased by a bear. Mm. You're in the woods. I don't know if you like camping or not. But nah, nah, we don't. Right, we well, don't. It's not be, a lot of black people that's going to be... <laughs> Why, why is it? Yeah, I don't know. We just don't do the woods like that. Nah, uh-uh. it's the movies. Nah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. we not certain things we just not doing, and and that's that's one of them. Uh, the so have you never been camping? Never slept in a tent? In the Man, I, I slept in a tent in the boys' club. Um, that's good. That we had this outward bound program when I was like nine. They took a bunch of inner city kids and and nine of us, and they put us in the woods, and we had to make our own food. We had to, like our water, we had to just go dip it in the uh, white water yeah. and, and put some iodine in it. And, man, it was a mess. Then we had to prepare our own tent. Like, I was like, look, man, get me. I was so excited to get back to the project. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, I got to go home, bro. Like, y'all get me out of here. Like, it, it humbled my soul for real. And then, like, at late at night, you're hearing and you're seeing these little black bears. And it's everything out there. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, no, nah, man, like, I, I don't. 
Oh, nah. It's a big open room, and I don't want to share my room with a black bear or a grizzly bear. That's y'all can have that. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. That's a, it's just a big, a big bear. Yeah, it's a big living room. All right. So in this scenario, mm. you're running from a bear. Yeah. And you're trying to get away, mm. and you see a limb, and you can tell it's exactly ten feet high. Mm-hmm. If you were to jump, would you still get that limb? Yeah, I got it. I'm getting. Are you it. sure? Yeah, I'm. I'm getting it. All right. Can you still? Can you still dunk? I don't know that, but I know if you put a bear behind me, I, if you put a bear behind me, I'd take off on the free throw line. Uh, excellent. Uh, two things I meant to mention in the intro, and not because he said them, there are two things that I know about him. One, you do a, uh, a mother's night out, single mother's night out. Yeah. Uh, you'll get the, the title right. And the other one I know, actually, you probably do a lot more things. These are just yeah. two big events that I know and I see. Another one is in Raleigh, back at the Boys Club, where you do a back-to-school, um, you and uh, P.J. Tucker giveaway. Yep. Just all the school supplies a kid could need for a year, yep. all the things. Um, to me, I see not not just the, the kids don't know that they need 15 pencils, right? right. The parents know they need 15 pencils. Right. To me, it's about the kids being able to go to school with something new and shiny. Yeah, that's it. You know it. what I mean? That's like, it. Just like other kids on Absolutely. the first day. Absolutely. Ha, uh, you know, it, it's a softball question to talk about your charity, but, like, I, I just want to tell you how yeah. proud I am and when I see you doing those things, how much it, it means because it's, it's my community that you're doing those things for. Thank you. But, uh, but talk about those a little bit. Uh, and, you know, I'm just lopping up. Talk about those things and what they've meant to you. Well, it's happened in the last couple of months. Yeah, it's near and dear to my heart. It's uh, my foundation. It's the Veil Cares Foundation. And, um, you know, the one thing, well, a couple of things that we do, um, you know, I made a promise to myself. I'm not going to be that guy that just puts his name on something and show up. Sure. Um, I definitely didn't want to be that. And growing up the way I grew up, you know, when, that many consider the bottom, rock bottom, to say the least. You, it's not necessarily that bad at the end of the day in hindsight because you get a full view while you're down there. And I always said... Um, you know, if I ever had a platform or if I ever had the resources to provide to single mothers, because my mom was a single mother and I saw that daily struggle. And people don't understand that, you know, when you're living in a in, in a housing project and you don't have a father, my mom, you know, she used to tell us, my brother and I, before we went outside, make sure you don't get hurt because we didn't even have health or dental or medical benefits. And that's, you know, it's, it's such a difference in how my kids are growing up and I it makes me respect and appreciate my mom even more now that I'm a parent I'm like yo how did you do this and we are in the middle of the street in the crack area so she's working two and three jobs but she sent out these uh <laughs> signals and alerts to all of our neighbors and people within the community to kind of help watch over us as well you know because we're literally outside 10 hours a day so then when school came we didn't have um you know, the, the necessary belongings all the time, uh, depending on what, what money it was. And she did everything she could just to put food on the table. So I know how it feels to have a new pair of shoes on. I know how it feels to have a fresh pair of clothes on. And kids are cruel. When you go to school, man, If you it's the haves and the have-nots. If you wanted the have-nots, they're going to let you hear about it constantly. And that can break your self-esteem and you know, just break your, your overall confidence and belief in yourself. So myself and PJ, we all went to the boys club. Um, and I said, look, let, let's just go ahead and, and, and do whatever we can to help all the kids and the parents within our community. So we have a back to school giveaway and we give way more than supplies. We get them, we get, have them um, get fresh haircuts. You know, it's barbers on site. Um, obviously it's food, there's prizes, there's gifts uh, for the young ladies. It's, it's manicures and pedicures just so they can feel um, you know, spirited to, to go back and enhance their quality of living. And in terms of the single mother salute celebration, every year I, I honor and celebrate, it used to be a hundred, now it's 150 single moms. Um, and they submit essays on why they should be single mother of the year. And I named the award after my mom and she's in attendance and, you know, it's, it's an incredible night for her. And we just honor and, uh, we feed and we get, we gave away over $30,000, uh, worth of prizes this year to them. And a couple of years ago, you know, we had women that's busting their butt, but they didn't have accurate transportation and reliable transportation. So uh, we connected with a couple of sponsors and got our car. And, you know, we have women that that's going on vacations. We provide them with vacations and just gift cards and gas cards and you name it, they're getting it. Like I said, there's over $30,000 worth of prizes, man. And it's it's really a blessing to be a blessing at the end of the day. 
So we got the best coaches in, in America here in, in the Triangle, and, and all of you guys do such great work like that. Anybody mm-hmm. that's listening and hearing about that for the first time, how can they help? How can they help out with that? Oh, um, you can you can donate to Vail Cares. Um, obviously, we 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 want to enhance our resources. Um, Vail Cares Foundation, um, and any checks or payments, you just make it out to Vail Cares and. Um, mail it to our North Carolina central address and you know we'll take care of it and we thank you for everything. Excellent. Um yesterday marked twenty years since Dean Smith retired. Mm. Um in the next probably five years we might see Mike Sheshewski and Roy Williams yeah. retire. Do you do you have any uh concept? Let's let's focus specifically on Sheshewski just mm-hmm. because he's been the uh, more of an institution in Duke than, than Roy even Roy Williams will tell you, he, he's just trying to carry on Dean's legacy, although now he certainly has a legacy of his own. Right. Looking just specifically at Mike Krzyzewski, who I know is also uh, your speaker at sort of your basketball tip-off. Mm, tomorrow. Um, yep. Uh, yep. What's, can you even imagine what that's going to be like when he steps down? You know, I, honestly, it's, it's hard to imagine. It's almost like watching Picasso paint in living color live like like he's right there he's on the <laughs> like it's like watching Einstein draw uh equations and solutions and properties on a chalkboard firsthand and I think we've all been sport and we've all uh taken for that for granted because we do live in the area um the area the thing about coach that I admire the most is um you know when he when he leaves the game, arguably he could be considered the greatest coach in any sport that ever walked the some face of the have, earth. Yeah. yeah, some will say that. And his humility is is what's really impressive to me because when I first got the job at, at, at North Carolina Central, you know, I reached out to him and, you know, he could have been like, oh, who is this guy? I don't have time and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But he immediately called and said, look, come over, let's go to lunch and, and, you know, come to practice. You got all assets granted. And for me, it was like if I'm a startup, if I'm if I'm a startup business in the area and five minutes away from me is Warren Buffett, then I need to capitalize and cultivate that relationship. That's on me. That's not a Warren Buffett. Right. To come see me. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, just his humility has really inspired me on a day to day basis. And the other thing um, is how smart he is. Like, I don't know, Hayes, if he'll coach five more years. I think he may have ten in him because I've I've been to the practices. And if you look at his career earlier, he had older coaches around him. Right. You know, and to kind of, for whatever reason, he had older coaches around him. And now as he's um, gotten older himself, he has younger coaches around him. And, you know, with Jeff and Nate and Shire, you know, these and Nolan, these guys are byproducts of the program. So they know exactly what he wants. So the wasted time and energy in teaching something outside of the basketball court, he don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And he has them to be able to, you know, rip and run and do all the young boy stuff. And now he can sit back and still recruit, sell his brand, and coach his team. And I think, I don't know how old he is, late 60s, I guess. When I get to my late 60s, if I'm coaching, that's exactly how it must be <laughs> for me to sit in that chair. Because right. if I'm ripping and running, doing what I'm doing now, it's, I'm, I'm retiring. It's not going to happen. And I'm playing the Powerball every day trying to win it. <laughs> uh, great point and great thoughts on Coach K. And, uh, and I echo what you said. I mean, it's cool to see him doing things like your basketball tip-off that he didn't have to do. Yeah. He absolutely does. He, yeah. uh, I remember when I worked in local radio, um, you know, same thing. Yeah. They could easily say, man, we just have too many requests to do local guys. And they always took time out of their schedule. Yeah. You know, when he did a round of interviews to do some national guys and yeah. several local guys too. Great so, guy. Um, Great that, guy. That sort of shows uh, he recognized the importance of, of uh, you know, what he's built, but but also the, the people that have been with him and supported him all the way and, and the people that still support him in this area. It's funny you mention that because I, I think that everyone else see him as – Wow, Coach K, and you know when he walks, everyone, you know, wanted to touch the hem of his garment and all that type of stuff. But I think he still sees himself as, and I think he'll never forget it that his his first couple of years at Duke. Right. I think he still sees himself as that guy, and so any of that pain, any of that um, experience that 
he had to go through. He tries to help younger people with startup companies or radios or coaches or whatever it is, and that's the tremendous thing about him now. Yeah. Last thing. Hmm? You call yourself the sixth member of New Edition. Absolutely. Right? Um, from from Boston originally, grew up, knew all those guys, friends with all those guys. <laughs> yeah. I have seen you post videos where you did choreography. Yeah, step the, for step. Yeah. Beat for beat. <laughs> My question is, can you sing like New Edition? I can't. All right. I can't. Hold on. Not, I can't. Not even like Michael Bibbins? <laughs> I can do the talking parts. <laughs> okay. Any of the talking parts, yeah. How but if I got if I got to sing it, we in trouble. Ah, uh, this guy. How can you be a uh, a six member new edition if you can't yeah, sing? Yeah, I can do the rapping parts. The rapping parts. Yeah, right. any of the rapping like, parts. What, like cool it now. That'd be great. All right. All right. Cool it now. <laughs> That's great. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You can, you can try and sing the same parts if you want. That's what I got. I see you got it in there too. You know, Ralph was like 12 on this. <laughs> Everybody say silly things without knowing <laughs> that life brings some change. And they've been checking all the signs. My friends say I'm lovesick because I. <laughs> Y'all back it up. Ooh, all I keep thinking about is her in my arms. There you go. And I won't be the same until she is mine. But my friends keep telling me. There you go. You Bobby Brown right now. You Bobby Brown right now, man. Slow it down. <laughs> I walk her home from school. This is this is my this is my daughter's favorite song. You do every word to every song. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. This, pretty much. This is actually her favorite song. This is her favorite song. Yeah, because she still thinks Ralph is like ten. Yeah. She, so she thinks Ralph is her age. Like, nah, he's <laughs> <laughs> he's grown now. <laughs> she, she's singing yeah. yeah, she talked to him on the phone. I like, man, he he go. Uh, I said, say hey to Ralph one day, and he was like, hey Brooke, how you doing? She was like five, four or five. And she said, hey, how you doing? And in the background, she like, daddy, this is a, this is a dope. That's not right. I said, no, baby. I said, no, baby. That's, that's him. You're gonna fall in love. All I keep thinking about is her. Isn't rapping this one? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's yeah, you got you got the extended version. Oh, my bad. It's a couple of them coming up. <laughs> Friends. You got a girl who takes her time. You must slow the pace. You can't mess with the mind. If she feels the same, she'll let you know. Just prepare yourself and be ready to go. And I hope this message stays in your mind. You almost lost a girl who's right on time. There's one more thing that you got to know. Just cool it down. Stay in control. Yeah. Challenging all the coaches to do their new edition. Uh, <laughs> new edition. This is our man LaBelle. Best interview we've ever had here on the podcast. Ever. It may not be top. Uh, for Ben Swain, for LaBelle Bowden, I'm Hayes Furlong. This is Sports Channel. Thank you guys for having me, Thank man. So this much. was great. Hey, the bad thing is, unfortunately, you did such a good job. It means you have to come back. Man, I, I'm about to say, I was, I was just having fun. Y'all cut it short when I was having fun. <laughs> My life is supposed to be I know you're only trying to help me out Trying to show me what life is really about But this time I'm gonna make it on my own So why don't you fellas just leave me alone Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky and Mike If I love the girl who cares who you like <laughs> I got my background dancing Hey, we going on tour Ebony and Ivory coming, coming to a city near you <laughs> We better than half of the stuff I hear on the radio anyway, man. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I do want to do a little bit of this one. Hold on. This is the one I prepared to do. This is the one you dancing to. Yeah. We'll do a little bit of this to close it out. If it isn't love. This is the best. You, you take verse one, I take verse okay, two. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> love. Uh, I tried to tell myself. 
but you can see it in my eyes. <laughs> Got my Johnny Gill. <laughs> so don't deny, I can't fool no one else. The truth is in the tears I cry. There you go. Cause if it is a lie, <laughs> why do I feel this way? <laughs> why does she stay on my charge? Oh! What a terrible way to Technical ball, difficulties. We Man. ended it. Unbelievable. We, we, blew, we blew the speaker up, hey? <laughs> All right. We'll finish it with this. Right. <laughs> 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 it's so bad. It's so sad. Inside. It is love. I told her I'd never fall in love. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I want. I told her I'd never fall in love. But now I know better. How does it feel? Okay. <laughs> I can't describe this feeling. Yeah, yeah. It came when I saw her in the sky. Oh, she captured me. I let you know the reason. Yeah, yeah. I saw her with another guy. <laughs> Can you believe that? Cause if it is about, hey, why do I feel this way? Oh, I see the. <laughs> she stayed on <laughs> my mind. <my. laughs> <laughs> Live in the living color, y'all. Hayes Trasvent. That's dope, man. man Lavelle, that's dope. Thanks Had so a blast, much for bro. This, man. My man, thank man. you for having uh, me, man. We didn't talk a lot of hoops, but we'll have you back, maybe to talk about. Let's do it real soon, anytime, man. I'm two blocks up the street. When you, yeah, you'd be closer if you didn't drive. Yeah, yeah, I can walk. Yeah, I can walk. Y'all get some gear here, man. I'm gonna bring some stuff. Definitely. Sports Showway podcast, and we are going to have a five-minute discussion about this topic. Is Larry Fedora the offensive version of Chuck Amato? Is Larry Fedora Chuck Amato 2.0? Now, to set the stage, Chuck Amato came to NC State from Florida State, had never been a head coach before, mm -hmm. so that's one difference. Larry Fedora had been a head coach at a smaller school, uh, Southern Miss. He came to NC State in 2000. His first year, he went 8-4. and four. This is Chuck Amato. He went 8-4, and 7-5. Peaked at 11 and three in his third season, then eight and five, and a win in the Tangerine Bowl after that. Five and six, then seven and five, and a, and a bowl win, and then three and nine when things looked really bad. And he got fired after that one season. Did yep. not get the sort of, you know, you had one bad season. Can you turn it back around? His overall record was 49 and 37. His ACC record was 25 and 31. But more than just his record, he uh, he built things at NC State. Mm -hmm. He brought a spirit. He would do things like the red shoes and the glasses that were just sort of flashy things to sort of get you attention. He was all about the attention, and, you know, sort of knowing that State was playing a little bit of an underdog role in that game, not necessarily in North Carolina, but just on, on the big scale. He said, let me bring some of that Florida State be big mentality. We've seen a lot of that from Fedora, too. You know, a lot of... Flash early, he was throwing the Red Bulls around almost as like a gimmick. That was sort of to me like his red shoes. Um, his record to Carolina started out eight and four. Again, Amato was eight and five, or what did we say, eight and four in his first season. So it went eight and four, seven and six for Fedora, then six and seven, but he did go to a bowl game. Eleven and three peaked in his fourth season. Amato was his third season. Backed that up with an eight and five bowl season. Now he's one and five. And could get as bad as you know one in eleven. Yeah, we'll be lucky to get to three wins. Yeah, might get to good, but but no more than three it seems at this point. Um, and again, he has helped bring a spirit, a fervor, a little bit of a different situation where you know he was coming in after the cloud of of getting rid of Bush mm -hmm. Davis and trying to clean things up. Um, so I throw it to you: Is Fedora more like Chuck Amato than maybe his advocates in Chapel Hill would like to admit? I think uh, probably my favorite comparison between the two is their dislike of the media too. Like you talked about on field, which there's definitely that that uh, comparison on the field. But you know you've got Chuck Amato with his uh, Joe Pesci. Uh, 
Happy Thanksgiving. I would say funny enough, yeah. I think they liked the media. They just don't like getting to the point where they start asking them questions about their program. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I like I like the attention. I like the attention on me. But then when it's like when you're asking me questions about my program, like right. that I think I know more than you about, I don't feel like explaining it to you. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that there's a big uh, comparison there. You know, you got Larry Fedora who um, has said like, you know, I'm I'm not putting out a depth chart because it makes me it gives me pleasure that you guys have to ask yeah, about it. Yeah, it. yeah. things like that. I, I think that there's definitely some personality uh, comparisons. Um, that larger than life personality, nope. um, where they're very much the face of the program versus the players on the field. Right. You know, uh, even. Even when they've got guys like Philip Rivers or Marquise Williams or Ryan Switzer, it's the coach that uh, that everyone's kind of talking about. Yep. Um, I do think – I wonder if Fedora had like that signature game that Amato did. So, uh, you know, that, that game up at Ohio State, right, right. when, when uh, they, they lost in – either they lost in overtime right. or at the very end of the game – I don't think Carolina's had one of those. I'm trying to think of what Fedora's, uh, what his best win was during the 11 win season. Um, Maybe the Miami game when they blew out, but it was a blowout. It wasn't. Miami or Florida State wins. But yeah, I know what you mean. Not not quite a career defining you know, moment like that. Yeah. And certainly not in somebody else's big stadium. Um, like that. The other thing is, in, in my perception, not that I know him and not that I've seen their test scores, Fedora seems like a, a slightly smarter guy. Like I think he gets it a little bit more. Um, but, uh, but like you said, the personality, uh, I feel like there is some of it. And th- the other thing is, I think with both of them, if you, um, A, if you don't let expectations get out of hand, if you remember that you're NC State or UNC, I think that you can live with them. And if you realize they do have a strength and a weakness. Mm-hmm. And so Chuck Amato needed a Phillip Rivers and a really good offensive coordinator to be really good, but he could do it. Larry Fedora needs, you know, one of the ten best defensive coordinators in the country to be <laughs> sitting there running his defense um, and not trying to take anything away from him as the head coach as well. Uh, and and he can do it. He can win eleven games. He's seen it. And, you know. Um, so and, and the question I think you have to ask is like with Amato, he was fired because there wasn't a lot of confidence that he was ever going to rebuild that program to where it was. And that's the question. Right that's the question you're asking with Fedora. Yeah. You. I think you would have said yes coming into the season. You thought he was going to have – you would have been okay with a four-win season. Um, but the loss at Cal uh, – the loss over the season at Cal, even – you know, it's not a terrible loss. It's not like you're losing to a, a, you know, an FCS school. But it just didn't look great. Injuries are always going to be brought up, and it's fair for a coach to defend himself with that. And, and especially, I'm, I'm sure, when we stack the numbers up, this will rack as a, a lot of missed games for injury. But I th- – that still leads to the question, how good do you think they're going to be next year? You know what I mean? He right. those guys back. And so I think the question, like you said, with the motto is just as fair. I, I, do, I, I would say with almost 100% confidence, Fedora will be back next year. I can't see any scenario where UNC fires. Yeah, the, the added dimension is the NCAA stuff, right? Like, because if you, if you've, who followed Amato directly after? Do we remember? Um, but it's that, it's that question of if you fire Fedora, who are you going to get that's better than Larry Fedora? And right now, I don't know that they're going to, right? Uh, You know, maybe if, uh, you know, an announcement, oh, Tom O'Brien was right after it. Okay. Uh, so, so there, they get, they got a good, but there wasn't any, there wasn't anything hanging over the state program at that point. Right. Right. There wasn't anything that, um. That might lead somebody to say, you know what, I'm not going to take that UNT job. It's too big of a risk. Um, And at the same time, like maybe Fedora deserves a little bit of credit for sticking around during during all of this. And and, and accomplishing a decent amount. Yeah. The other thing that, again, so Amato's record when he was fired was 49 and 37. Fedora is currently at Carolina, it's 41 and 30, and that's only going to get worse this this year. The big difference, I think, Amato's conference record. 25 and 31, Fedora's conference record is 26 and 17. That makes a big difference in the minds of fans. Now, obviously, I don't know how those play out as far as like. Yeah, they weren't, they weren't the divisions and, and yeah. Like that, yeah. Know, where they got those wins, but that matters. Just when you're looking at 
26 and 17 in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I can live with that. Even though, again, that's going to be 26 and 20 or whatever it'll be by the end of the year. Whereas 25 and 31 for NC State, and that's before you know Clemson was as good as they were now. You know, there was the automatic Florida State loss, maybe, but you know you can win some of these most of these other games. That probably didn't bode well uh, for Amato as well. So, he also doesn't have so with Amato. If I remember correctly, they always beat Florida State. He always. Did, he, he did fare well against them overall. In in Fedora, in, with Butch Davis, they always beat Miami. Right. That was their thing. With Fedora, he, he he's not beating Duke, and he's not beating State. He's not beating his rivals, and he's not, you know. Right. He's got, he's got one or two wins against Florida State. But they don't feel as big as they used to. Yeah, they don't feel as big. But it's, it's not, and there's not even a connection there, right? There's not that, like for Amato, FSU was the rivalry. For Butch, Miami was the rivalry. For Fedora, who's their rival? There's not really that big game that that they that they dive into. And if you're going to be 500 against State, that's understandable. But you can't be under 500 against Duke at the same time. Right. Like one of those, you need to be doing pretty darn good in if you're going to be 50-50 in the other. Thanks for joining us on the Sports Chevrolet Podcast. Thanks again to our man, LaBelle Moten. And uh, thanks to all the teams that keep winning. And thanks to the new addition. And thank you to the new addition. Yeah. Pack, Panthers, Canes. Courage. The preseason. The courage. Yeah. Keep winning, teams. Keep winning, North Carolina teams. Um, for Sports Chili, for Ben Swain, and all the crew, the guys who aren't here, too. I'm H. Kermar.